0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Soulful Feast Bite-Sized Information to Nourish Your Body, Mind, and Spirit. I'm very excited today because today we have our very first international guest. Her name is Mei Kwan. She was an architect in a past life, while well, she still is technically trained as an architect, but she has embraced spirituality and space and sort of helping people flourish in their creativity. So today we're going to be talking about how do we connect with our space, how do we harness our creativity? She is known in Singapore as the wellness creative and today she's here with us on how can we maximize all this wonderful energy coming from the year of the wood dragon. Hi, May. Hi, hello. We're so happy to have you here. You're our first international guest. Now, introduced to me by a friend of mine who is an interior design architect. Now, you know, I think a lot of people sort of go through life just living in the space and not really connecting with it. And, you know, as I started my own spiritual practice and got deeper into my own journey, I am so affected by the energies in a space, actually. You know, I always joke that cartoon and canto, that's like my house. <laughs> yeah, it's like my house is kind of like a repository of all my emotions, all my feelings. If I'm feeling good, the house is doing well. If I'm feeling bad, all these problems happen. So, you know, I feel like I would love to encourage people to to not just look at, you know, decorating, but how do we connect with our space? So let's start by maybe sharing a little bit about this year the wood dragon is there anything interesting happening this year
1: so first of all i think what you just said i really love what you're saying about the need to connect with your space it is because i think this is something that a lot of people don't actually realize they they, when they come to me um especially first time um, clients when they don't know how i work with my clients is that they would just um expect everything to shift as soon as they place these feng shui cures or feng shui enhancers um but but energy as you know you know because you've started your spiritual journey as you know everything is connected so if you you know you can adjust the energy flow of your home but if you're not connecting to that connecting to that energy flow you separate it from it you're not going to benefit from it right so so this multi-layered the entire feng shui practice is actually multi-layered and in terms of this year, feng shui practice, I feel anyway, in my opinion, it's even more uh, important to really look at how do you enhance the space that you live in or you, and, and and you work in, because this is meant to be a very transformative year for so many people, if not everyone. Like It's a big year. It's really big um, energetically. Um, it's going to be so powerful and the change is going to be so huge for so many of us that unless you really level up it's it's not going to be easy so so it really is so important that we really look after the mind body and space balance it's everything like you said it's everything is connected so we have to look at every single area in our lives and how do we create that alignment you know so then we we'll be able to navigate change you know smoothly you know absolutely so I wanted to take
0: a moment to share a little story or anecdote Um, so when I moved into my home it was quite haunted (laughs) there were lots of spirits here and like crazy things happening and and you know I kept getting um feng shui masters to come clear I I got like energy clearers you know people who were kind of like exercising the space crystals everything all of it there were like lots of spirits and then you know the one thing that really shifted was one time my bathroom in particular had like a lot of black flies it was terrible and I was like this is some nefarious spirit here and at some point it was just like I left and then I came back and my whole bathroom was covered in flies like hundreds And I got so angry. I was like, you know what? I wasn't afraid anymore. I was like, you know, this is my home. You have no right to be here. You have no right to scare me. You have no right to scare my children. Like, shoo, you know. And being able to take control of that power of your house has been life-changing. So, you know, not just relying on sort of Band-Aid solutions like, okay, let's put crystals, let's smudge like this. Your energy has to be bigger than everybody else. And everything that you touch, every space that you occupy, you should bring your energy. So I notice that when I'm like vibrating at a lower frequency, then everything around me kind of falls apart too. But when you're like higher energy, you can radiate that to everybody.
1: And you attract a similar frequency as well, right? You can you, Things show up in a certain way according to the way you're vibrating. Absolutely. So you
0: know, it's funny you talk about these like feng shui charms and crystals and things like that. I I like used to adhere to so many things, and I realized that the most powerful thing is just me. Like I'm the biggest charm <laughs> in the house, right? But it's it's hard to get to that space. So. Coming back to the conversation, I really feel that kind of sink or swim energy right now as we're entering like the year of the dragon. It's like super powerful. Lately, moon has been up there too with like Rahu, so extra like fiery, intense energy. So what are the things to watch out for? And, you know, how can we interpret that in making, you know, our space more beneficial to us?
1: So in my opinion, I mean, I'm sure different people would have different opinions about this, but just based on my own experience and my knowledge, I feel that when you are going through something that's going to present such a huge change and that's out of your control, you know, no matter how much you work on, you know, placing the right things in your home to make sure everything's going to go smoothly and things that are going to bring in luck. You can't, life is completely out of your control. We we both know that, right? We've been through stuff, no matter how hard we try to be in control, it can never be in our control completely anyway. So the best advice I can give for this year is just to remember, it's so important when we're navigating change is to remain grounded, like do everything you can, including your home. So, so obviously meditation is, you know, it's very important, you know, to stay so that we can stay grounded, you know, taking a walk in nature there are so many ways right yoga as well there's especially certain poses are so good for grounding but even your home your home that connection that you have with your space if you can have it and it's strong it anchors you you forget that that's this is the hope that it's so important it's it's where you rest recover and reset It's your sanctuary. So this space has to have a purpose and you you have to give that, give it a purpose. So, you know, what you were saying about claiming the space, you know, there you can create a ritual for it, right? You can actually set an intention for your home and say, I'm setting intention. This is a home that I fully appreciate and I'm grateful for and it's for me you know, to anchor myself, to ground myself so I can feel safe as providing a safe space for me to rest, to restore, to recover and reset. But one, and energetically, because you are setting that intention, right? When you do it correctly, you will find there's another shift again because you are connecting it, to, you know, connecting to the space, you know, um, in a spiritual energetic level. You know, so it's amazing when you do that because you you're trusting the space now.
0: Absolutely. Like, I love that idea. I love the that, you know, I think a lot of people so I am an editor for a design magazine, and there's just so much focus on the superficial aspect of a home, when, you know, in many of our Eastern traditions, like the home actually holds so much spiritual symbolism and the, and is so connected to the esoteric and the divine and even nature, which is the divine, like being able to let, you know, light and air flow in and out of a space. Um, at least here in the Philippines, that's such an anchor in terms of architecture. And I feel like today, especially people living in, in condos, it's very hard to to feel grounded. It's very hard because we actually don't, have any touch points for nature you know
1: It's also very high up not close to the ground and then on top of that when you go into the city you have the underground the mtr the mrt It's like you just like not really connected to the earth energy the gaia right so you have to really make an effort to make sure you connect with earth right the earth energy
0: what are some tips i have two questions here so if you're feeling ungrounded in your home, what can someone do or have in the house?
1: Yeah. So I always work on the energy first, because like I say, like, you know, like you, like you just described, you know, like how people would just play certain things in certain places. That's just a superficial thing and just make you feel good. Right. But really for it to be, you know, for it to be effective, you have to work with the energy. Right. Because that is what's connecting you with your environment it's the energetic connection right so that's what you have to work with so like i said you know previously it's basically you know setting intention number one very important especially if you haven't done it just do it now but let's say especially if you are using like moving into a new house you know claiming that space which you are actually you ended up doing yourself you're like hang on this is my space yeah why are you guys here <laughs> It's very important. It's really important to, to connect with the space and to claim it, to own it, to take ownership of the space. And once you've taken ownership and once you've set the intention that what this space is going to give you, then it becomes more effective when you then work with like how do you balance the five elements around your home in order to encourage the good flow of chi, you know, the energy to, to boost certain areas you know the energy of certain areas and how do you then balance you know the energy that might not be so great and how you know that's how I would normally work with my clients you know I look at the energy more than
0: and of course each room can have also a different intention right you can narrow it down and sort of like each room can have a different intention now I have a question so as with many Asian cities, we tend to live, especially in the Philippines and I guess happens to in Singapore and Hong Kong, in small spaces and multi-generational homes, um, which can be difficult. So I'm sure a lot of our viewers out there live in like multi-generational homes, small spaces, or even share bedrooms with other people like your sister or have a roommate. So if that's the case... How do you balance all the energies in the house? How do you make the space work
1: for you? Right. That's harder. So if you don't actually have your own space, right? Let's say that is the case, then you really have to work on creating your own space energetically, right? Whether it's through meditation, right, intention setting. You know, you can tune in and you you create that space, a bubble right? you around know, you. Do- you the bubble exactly that is your personal space it might not be able to see it you know when you open your eyes but you can definitely feel it energetically that this is my space and you know anything that you know doesn't serve me will not enter this space it's it's my safe space right so that's one way of dealing with with a with a situation like that um I think if you can work with the person that you're sharing a room with and it's Good, but if you can't, then I would at least use crystals, right, and do aging. You know, on a regular basis, because it is hard sometimes. If you know the other person doesn't believe in it, how how can you then make the adjustments? Or negative
0: energy that you know, I'm like quite sensitive (laughs) on taking
1: on other people's
0: energy. Like ever since I definitely the white
1: bubble, I know definitely have to do it all, all the time and crystals as well. Like, that's the only way, really. If you don't have that physical uh, separation, then you definitely need to make sure that you at least you have, you're setting the boundary energetically, you know?
0: What are some of the crystals that you can recommend for that?
1: I like using, actually, I'm holding one now. (laughs) I like using them, Labradorite. I find this very good for the third eye. So it's, for me, it's also good for me to tune in. That's what I would use when I know I need to tune in, right? So that's why I'm holding it now. But it's also very good for psychic protection. Um and to be honest, and like I based on my I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I do use them and I advise my clients to use them. So I wouldn't say I'm a crystal expert, but my understanding is usually the really dark ones are the yes. protective so ones. Obsidian, so the obsidian, black
0: tourmaline, yes, oh.
1: Exactly. So all the, so this one is kind of like you can see i don't know if you can see the blue tint it's the third eye right? and a bit of green as well for the heart uh, i find this the best for me because it it does everything for me including the psychic ability the protection and then keep, you know, the connection with the heart so i would this is my favorite labrador right? it's my favorite but i always think that the best way to choose just like choosing essential oil uh, anything that is natural is the best is to really trust your intuition and whatever that you are drawn to is the right one for you. Because it's, it's the
0: same for everyone.
1: It's not the same for everyone.
0: So actually, when I purchase crystals, I don't even check what they are. It's like, I hold it, I touch it. I kind of like, I find out later what they are and then like, oh, okay, yeah, this is right. This is right. for, Yeah, exactly. In terms of protection, I'm going to share this with like the audience here. So I am like a host for live events. So, or I have to attend quite a lot of um, cocktail events with lots of people. You know, when you're on stage, sometimes you're like very exposed or when you're in these big events, you're very exposed. So I secretly bring like, a well, it's not a secret anymore, black tourmaline in my bag. <laughs> so like I have like a, and not like a small one. I have like a big, one. big and one. My bag's quite heavy. So I put it in my bag. And then like when I feel like, you know, there's just a lot happening. And sometimes my energy is not as radiant or powerful. I kind of just hold my bag to my chest.
1: Yes. Holding my bag,
0: I'm like, there's like black vermeland. Um, it really helps, you know, and kind of like so you talked about like the ball of white light. Yeah. So I try to do that. So, guys, like if you um are feeling uneasy or your energy is kind of low, but you have to attend something big, or you have to, you know, maybe it's not something big, but it's intimate and you're under scrutiny, like a family dinner, maybe, who knows? And basically you just close your eyes and sort of imagine a ball of white light around you that's protecting you. And I also do like, imagine myself coated in silver, like a mirror. So whatever, you know, is thrown at me can be reflected um back. So if it's love, love is out there and anything negative just kind of bounces off. Right. Um, But yes, I love black tourmaline. Um, I do have some big Labradorites here. I should try to use that more for like the psychic Attacks that's, you know.
1: Yeah, it really, I think that's the most. If you are sensitive and you have to entertain quite a lot or do these, that, you know, really, you're dealing with a huge audience, I would definitely use Labrador, right? Because you still want to be able to tune in and be in the flow and knowing what you're saying, right? So but then you also need something that's really protective. So I think Labrador is quite a good one. Fantastic. Anything else? Let's say, so you you mentioned that you're
0: a wellness creative. I love that. So helping people tap into their spirituality, their energy to harness their creativity. Any things that we can look at for this year, you know, that can help us not sink in, you know, rather than like swim and ride like with a dragon rather than like drown.
1: I'm sure you, you probably are interested in Western astrology as well, right? So I don't just look at the Chinese astrology, I look at everything, And i
0: right? actually very interested in Vedic astrology. I just got quite into it recently, uh, which is like a whole other
1: layer of stars and planets. Yeah, exactly. It's actually quite a huge topic, right? So anyway, so what I was going to highlight is this whole Pluto in Aquarius as well this whole thing about the fire energy you know the dragon something so powerful you know it's known as you know being this really powerful zodiac sign um and pluto is meant to be super powerful too and I, i was listening to um a podcast and there's someone who said that the pluto is the energy is very similar to the energy of scorpio it's very transformative but it's also that kind of mystical you know that energy of slightly mysterious you know what i mean it's not very out in the open there's this kind of shadow side to it so i feel like this year when you work with um your your space because we know if we're talking about the feng shui the the spatial balance we really have to honor the what like i don't want to say the areas that, have, that that the areas that have bad energy i would probably more say as the yin not yin but the maybe negative let's talk, let's say if it's negative or positive so positive being the good ones right negative being the not so good ones
0: or like light and dark you know or light and dark sides yeah. You know?
1: yeah so it's just balancing that but also honoring that dark side cuz it is your home it is still part of the home but a lot of the time, some people, they might get scared if I say to them, oh, number five. Number five is the one that people get wor- they get worried about because that's the, the misfortune, big sickness area, right? So people get so scared of, the, of that area and then they end up dismissing it, right? Because they, they, the whole idea is that you don't want to spend that much time in that area, right? So this year, it's going to be in the West. And usually once people know that, they're like, oh, I'm not going to use the West because you know, you're meant to leave undisturbed. But that is still part of your home, right? Energetic, you can't just disconnect, you know, from that space, you know, from that area. So it's like honoring, like understanding, okay, so this is not where I would want to spend most of my time in like this year, but I'm still honoring it. It is still my home. I'm still connecting to it. I'm still connecting to it every day, but I'm just not going to spend so much time here because the energy is not the best for me.
0: And that's it. Also sort of like knowing that it's fine. Like if you are really in the West and you have no other choice, then just bringing your light into that space, right? Like just sort of having your personal energy bigger than that negative energy. So just bearing in mind that you have to like drum up more of that positivity,
1: And I want to give an example of this whole number five issue is that I remember I had a client who came to me actually for stress management. So it was nothing to do with feng shui. And in the end, because I was doing EFT tapping with her, it's like therapy with her, her her anxiety came from what the feng shui master said to her. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she said, well, he said to me that it's going to be very, very bad year for me because my bed is in that, you know, that kind that fortune corner. And this haunted her for the entire year. That she was just sleeping there every night, thinking this is going to destroy my life because this is where I'm sleeping. So, so this is why I have this, you know, whole intention of you know when I work with my clients, I always tell them to trust their intuition. There's only so much I can say. And every single Feng Shui master that you work with, and I'm not definitely not a Feng Shui master. I'm just someone who's really into like you know balancing the energy flow of a space. But people are gonna say different things, right? Whoever you have a consultation with so the best thing to do is to have the information digest and analyze information but also trust that inner guidance like what you did right you you kind of just when you saw the flies you just thought right i actually need to claim this space that's you listening to intuition right that's not you standing there thinking oh my god this bathroom is so haunted i'm gonna have to move you know So, so so you really need to trust that inner voice you know so if you know that your bed is in the west this year does it mean you definitely have to move out of that room and like not sleep in that area if if it's not convenient then stay but but just be mindful right and you start to see things are showing up in your life and it's indicating that maybe sleeping here is not the best idea then you can look at you know look at maybe you know moving into another room or sleeping you know in a, in a, on the sofa in the living room something like that right? But you it, you don't have I mean don't act out of fear.
0: Yes, I think that's the key. Don't act out of fear because it actually weakens your power. Right? Okay. So one of the things that Vedic astrology taught me is that it's not set in stone. So like all these astrological readings, whether it's Chinese or Vedic or Western astrology, it's just flows of energy that's shifting in the universe. And being informed doesn't mean that it's your fate, right? It just gives you the power to like, oh, okay, so this is kind of happening now, which might make me feel this way. So I have the power to not feel this way because I know. I have the power to not let this, rather than letting it dictate your life, you know? So I, I do love your approach of like, it's all about honing your intuition and your inner light and your inner power, um, so that you don't you know, you're not just sort of like copy pasting, whatever suggestions, putting up all these things, and then driving yourself into anxiety.
1: I used to do that also. I stopped reading my horoscope. Exactly. And then some people, they they end up, you know, being, you know, being very anxious all the time, because a fortune teller might have told him that, oh, my God, you're going to have a really bad year this year. And then, and then rather than maybe responding to it in a positive way, he, en- he ended up spending the entire year suffering from anxiety, right? From panic attacks and things like that. So I think the best thing to do and if you know you if you know already you can't handle it, then don't find out.
0: Absolutely. I agree 100%. <laughs> and just don't find out. <laughs> so all right, just to wrap things up, I usually like to leave the audience with like one actionable tip or one thing that they can do today to feel better, to take action on this theme for today. So what is your one thing?
1: So for this year, right, so I always like because I, I also uh for my Unstuck program, I like to work with my clients in terms of how can they create and be creative with the life, you know, basically the, the future, like what what they what they want to envision for, for themselves, right? And for this year, the best place I feel anyway to do it is in the southwest right? That's future prosperity. The way I've been advising my clients to do is the way you decorate the southwest corner of your home, you can almost use it as like a 3D vision board. It's like whatever that you place in that corner, how you decorate, you want the space to provoke the feelings that you would want to carry and to feel in the future, that future self whether it's joyful, maybe you feel happy and healthy and fit, you know, create that. And then so every day when you come home, you can tune into that energy when you are in that space and you want to spend a lot of time in this area as well. So
0: Southwest.
1: Yeah. Southwest.
0: Okay. So thanks so much. Um, my one thing is to remember that you're your own lucky charm, you know, yes you said that earlier yeah i like that yeah i think you guys out there who are listening just remember that there is no more powerful charm or crystal or smudge stick than you you bring your own fortune you bring your own podcast about manifestation and you know how those vibrations really reach out into the universe so you can bring that good luck and fortune to yourself that feeling of well-being even if you're in a crowded space. So you are... Your own lucky charm. So I would like to end on that note. May thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you. I love getting nerdy yes. about these things. With people. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. Um. And it's nice to yeah. connect. So hopefully we can do something else again in the future. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys as well for listening. Um. I hope you had enjoyed our conversation. We got a little bit deep there into astrology. And of course, please take note to take some time for yourself and really. Think about your intentions for this year. It's been great having you on this podcast. Thank you again. It's Stephanie Zabiri, Soulful Feast, Bite-sized information to nourish your body, mind, and spirit.